Games are underway and DraftKings is bringing you to the podium. DraftKings free-to-play pools are available every day of the games in Tokyo and offering a free shot at up to $50,000 in total cash prizes. That's up to $50,000, folks. 50,000 stacks, 50,000 smackaroos up for grabs. And the best part is that it's absolutely free to play. DraftKings free-to-play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, go to pools, and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. All you have to do is answer a handful of questions around what you think is going to happen during that day's events and track your results throughout the evening to see if you will achieve a victory. Questions will range from medal count to questions specific to the USA team. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code TBPN when you sign up to get your free shot at up to $50,000 in total cash prizes every day of the games in Tokyo. Head to DraftKings pool page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code TBPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for full details. What's up? What's up, L.A. sports fans? Welcome to another episode of L.A. Courtside. This podcast is brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network. And I am your host, L.A. Ray, bringing you the latest news around the NBA and specifically the L.A. Clippers and the L.A. Lakers. However, I'm going to do my podcast moving forward just a little bit differently. Uh, Before, I always talked about the Lakers and the Clippers on the same episode But some of the comments I've been receiving, and this is uh, something that can be understood, is that, you know, Lakers fans, they don't want to listen to anything I have to say about the Clippers. Most most fans don't anyway. And vice versa, Clipper fans don't want to hear anything about the Lakers. So sometimes on my podcast, I'll start off with Lakers commentary, and that would just shut the Clippers fans off. They would not be interested in that. Or vice versa, I would start off with Clippers talk, and then, of course, you know, there won't be any Laker listeners on there. So what I'll do moving forward is I'll have a Lakers episode. I'll call it the L.A. Courtside Lakers version. And then the next episode after that, I'll call it the L.A. Courtside Clippers version. So I'll do that for a while just to see how it uh, how it works out. Just break it down like that. Just have both of those teams on separate episodes, because as we know, in L.A., baby, those two teams do not like each other. But for this first one, I'm going to start off with the Lakers uh, as they have made a bigger splash so far in free agency. And uh, many people are are saying that this team is they're too old. Uh, they have like five players over, I believe, like five players over 35 years old. You know, they should all be in senior citizens homes. You know, you hear the cracks from the fans and from the Clippers fans as well and other NBA fans that just don't like the Lakers. They're thinking that this team is just too old to win. That music clip I just played by Too Short, uh, 
too short. Life is too short, too short, baby. That man is from the Oakland area. I'm speaking of too short. And the Lakers may have that mindset. Hey, life is too short. The, the You know, your, your lifespan in the NBA is too short. It's time to win a championship right now. I'll tell you what. Rob Palenka may have found a secret to success. He may have found a formula. And we'll see how it works out this year with this older Lakers team. But he may have found a, a, a formula that may work. And if it does, I guarantee you other GMs across the NBA will want to duplicate what he's done. You know, Palenka may end up being like an, an Albert Einstein of the NBA. You know, discovering the uh, MC, uh, E equals MC squared type of deal. And the way he's put this team together, uh, on the surface, it, it almost looks like it's genius. You have your, your your three stars and LeBron James. You have Anthony Davis. And, of course, you bought in Russell Westbrook. So there's your three-headed monster right now. But what he did was he surrounded all of those guys, and many of them have one-year contracts with players, older players in the NBA, who may not have a ring and may be chasing a ring. You know, a lot of people are, are being negative about that. You know, all they're doing is chasing a ring. But this is how the NBA is constructed nowadays. And, you know, a lot of these guys, they've made so much money over their careers. And all they want is a ring before they step out of the NBA door. So they're going to go want to go to a team that they feel has a chance to win a championship. You know, sign a one-year contract, even if it's at the minimum, the veteran minimum, or whatever the case may be. And to try to chase that ring. And personally, I don't see anything wrong with it. They're not doing anything that's against the rules of the NBA. They're following all the rules. Uh, and, and all the other teams can follow the same rules as well. And again, we'll find out if this works out for Rob Palenka. But the best part is, is not only did he get some aging uh, players. And I, I'll, I'll talk about a few of these players in a moment here. Uh, you get some aging players. Then you sprinkle in some younger guys who may be hungrier than some other guys as far as winning the championship. And you're signing those guys to um, contracts that are not very high and not very restrictive to your salary cap, such as a Kendrick Nunn, for example, or Malik Monk. You know, you sign guys like that. Those guys are, you know, very hungry and they're, you know, pretty good players for young guys. And then you keep uh, one of your own guys like Taylor Horton Tucker. And there you go. You have your three headed monster. You have some older guys who are chasing the ring. And then you have some younger guys coming in that's, that's really, really hungry and feel some of the needs that the Lakers have is in terms of three-point shooting. So there you go. E equals MC squared. That's Rob Palenka. That's exactly what he's trying to do. So let me just briefly talk about some of the moves that the Lakers made. We all know about the uh, Russell Westbrook trade uh, coming over from the Washington Wizards. And gone from the Lakers squad is KCP. Kyle Kuzma, which the Laker fans, you don't have him to kick around anymore. I always thought Kyle Kuzma was a decent player. He wasn't as horrible as some Laker fans made him out to be. But, hey, everybody has their opinion. And uh, a lot of Laker fans did not like Kuzma, so they don't have him to uh, kick around anymore. Montrez Harrell is another guy that uh, got traded in the Westbrook trade. And um, he's another guy that I thought should have gotten more play playing time in the playoffs. But he's also gone to the Washington Wizards. Uh, since that trade has happened, Markeith Morris, he's also gone. He left as a, a free agent. And also, Alice Caruso is no longer on the team. So you pretty much have five guys that were part of the uh, lineup 
uh, uh, the uh, consistent part of the lineup of the Lakers for the last couple of years that are no longer there. So now Palinka just had to uh, reinforce that that uh, squad, reinforce that roster uh, with all of these new players that he's brought in. And again, we will see. We'll see how this is going to work out. All eyes are going to be on the Lakers. And I actually wrote an article on my blog uh, page that you can go see that uh, or go read that if you get an opportunity. Uh, LARaysports.com slash blog. And I wrote about the this formula that I'm calling it uh, that Palinka has in place right here and how it may work for the Lakers. That was a little shameless plug for my uh a blog page, folks. Again, that's LARaysports.com slash blog. And uh, you can read about what I wrote about the Lakers and their moves. But going back to this roster, for example, I'll start off with the, uh, you know, everybody's calling them senior citizens. Like, you know, I'll play the game. The senior citizens group. So you bring in a guy like Carmelo Anthony. Okay. Carmelo is chasing a ring. He and LeBron James are buddies. And, you know, Carmelo is up there in age, obviously. But in Portland, if you saw any of the Portland Trailblazers games last year, Carmelo, or last season, Carmelo Anthony averaged 13.4 points per game and shot 40% from three-point range. He's an 18-year veteran. A lot of people had written Carmelo Anthony off, written him off, you know, after he left Houston. They are like, this guy's done. You know, he can't play defense. Well, Carmelo Anthony couldn't play defense when he was at Syracuse. You know, Syracuse uh, is a team that still plays the – they still play that zone defense, which is kind of crazy. But Bayham was playing back in those days. But Carmelo Anthony, of course, won that championship at Syracuse. And um, he's been a very, 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 very good explosive offensive player throughout his career. He's never been a defensive player. So the Lakers know what they're getting. And Carmelo Anthony, as far as his defense is concerned, I think the rest of the Lakers players are, you know, pretty good defenders. So they'll be able to hide Carmelo Anthony – on this squad or when he's on the floor as far as uh, defense goes. But they don't need Carmelo Anthony to be a defensive stopper. All they need this guy to do is come off the bench like he was doing with the Trailblazers and just jack it up, baby. That's all they need him to do. 13.4 points per game, 40% from three-piece land. If he can duplicate that with the Lakers, which is what he did with the uh, Trailblazers, the uh, Palenka would be doing cartwheels. Uh, LeBron James will be doing cartwheels. That's what they need from Carmelo Anthony, and I think they can get that from him. Carmelo Anthony is going to be very, very motivated, very motivated to win a championship. And I think in that role that they're going to ask him to play, I really, really think he's going to be able to get the job done. Moving down the line, you've got a Dwight Howard coming back with his third stint with the Lakers. Played back when Kobe was playing. Of course, he was on the championship team in the bubble. And now he's back with uh, another stint with the Lakers. Uh, it's going to be very interesting to see what they do with Marc Gasol. Uh, who's going to start? Will it be Howard? Will it be Gasol? I'm thinking it may be Gasol because Gasol can also stretch the floor a little bit, which is really what the Lakers uh, need as far as players stretching the floor. Uh, you know, as we all know, the you, you played against the Lakers in this last season. You know, LeBron James and, and Anthony Davis – you know, they get that ball in the paint, man. They just, defenses I'm talking about, they just, you know, stack the paint and just dare the Lakers to shoot from outside. And, you know, you had inconsistent shooters from outside. KCP started off the year uh, shooting the ball very well from three, but then he tailed off some. Kyle Kuzma, 
again, I didn't think he was that bad, but you know, he wasn't the best three point shooter. Um, he did okay. Alex Caruso, you know, he was hit and miss, hit and miss. And Marquis Morris, uh, you know, he's he's not the better of the Morris twins. Marcus can shoot a little better than him. So they needed some shooters. And uh, I think they went out and got that. But going back to Dwight Howard, again, his third stint with the Lakers, I probably would have rather have seen JaVale McGee come back. I haven't been a huge Dwight Howard fan uh, ever since he got into that that um, – tete-a-tete I would say with uh, with Kobe Bryant back in the day when Kobe Bryant called him soft you can read Kobe's lips said dude you soft this is when Dwight Howard was playing I believe he was playing with Houston at that point called him soft I always thought he was a pretty soft player but I tell you what Dwight Howard he's a he's a future Hall of Famer by the way and he's going to give the Lakers exactly what they're looking for whether he starts or comes off the bench He's a, a, a pretty good help defender. He can block some shots. Of course, he can rebound. He can get you some offensive rebounds. And, and he you know, plays pretty good defense. And as far as offense goes, he's not, you know, they're not going to run a whole lot of plays for Dwight Howard. But if he's posting up down on the, on the block, you know, down on the paint or the dotted, dotted line, and, you know, they have a matchup that, think, that they think they can exploit with Howard being down there, they'll give him the ball down there, and he can also do some damage. So, um, even though I would have preferred JaVale McGee, that uh, was a pretty good pickup for the Lakers and bringing back uh, Dwight Howard. You have another guy, Trevor Ariza. This is his second stint uh, with the Lakers. He won a championship back when the um, in, that, in that Kobe Bryant era. Averaged 9.4 points per game, five rebounds, 41% from the field, and 35% from three-piece land with, with Miami. A veteran's veteran. The guy's a veteran. Veteran, he's he's he can do damage all over the court. He can he can shoot it from outside. He can shoot mid range. His defense is not uh, the worst in the league, and um, he's a pretty decent rebound. He averaged five rebounds uh, a game for Miami last year. I think he only played like maybe thirty games or so. So you have to worry about the injury piece with Trevor Ariza. But again, a veteran, a veteran. Life is too short. Too short. Hey, that, that's that's apropos for this Lakers team. They, you know, LeBron James, he he, he tends to like um, veteran players more so than younger players. But even he knows you got to have some young bloods on this team. You have to have young bloods on this team. And speaking of that, they signed their uh, their youngest player or their best player who's at a young age, and that's Taylor Horton Tucker. There was a lot of teams that were interested in Taylor Horton Tucker, and the Lakers just did not want to give him up. He is going to be, I'm not saying Taylor Horton Tucker is going to be a superstar or Hall of Famer or anything like that. The kid is only, I believe he's only 21 years old or so. He has a very, very bright future. Very bright future. And if his game can improve, then uh, the Lakers will be very happy with him. He just needs to tone it down a little bit. He tends to... Um, over dribble sometimes or you get into the lane and get up in the air and he'll turn the ball over at inopportune times. But that's going to come with age. Taylor Horton Tucker is going to be very, very good in the NBA. The two players that I'm most excited about, uh, or before I even get to these two, Wayne Ellington is another quote-unquote senior citizen uh, playing for the Detroit Pistons last year. Now you talk about a guy that can shoot the pill. 
Wayne freaking Ellington can shoot the pill, baby. If you guys are not familiar with him, Laker fans I'm referring to, because you probably didn't watch a whole lot of Detroit Pistons games. Uh, Wayne Ellington used to play with the Lakers, by the way, so you should be a little familiar with him. He averaged 9.6 points per game, shot 42% from the field and 40% from three-piece land. Wayne freaking Ellington can shoot that ball. Now, when the Lakers were going out looking for players that can stretch the floor in terms of free agency, it was two guys that I had in mind, actually. One of them uh, was a long shot, and that was uh, Dougie McDermott, a.k.a. Dougie McBuckets from the Indiana Pacers. And he went on to sign with the San Antonio Spurs a four-year deal uh, for, I don't know, maybe $40 million or something like that, maybe a little bit more than that. Uh, the Lakers couldn't touch that financially. Another guy that I was kind of hoping they got or at least took a look at was J.J. Redick, the corpse of J.J. Redick. Talk about old. You know, Redick is about 37 years old, somewhere around in there. But that kid can still shoot all he needs to do, all Ellington needs to do, is just stand behind that three-point line, baby, wait for LeBron James or, or, or Westbrook especially to drive down that lane, have the defense collapse, kick it back out to Ellington, or if you had a Redick, or if, you know, if you had a Dougie McBuckets on your team, whoever's going to play that role, and just stand behind that line and shoot that three-point shot, baby. And Wayne Ellington can shoot the pill. That's what he's going to be asked to do, and he will be able to deliver. So that's another good pickup for the Lakers, even though he's up there in age. And by the way, all these guys that are up there in age, you know, the Lakers will have the um, – the proverbial, uh, what do you call it, load management. That's what they call it in the, NBA, in the NBA now, load management, especially LeBron James and Anthony Davis, who tends to get hurt, and even Russell Westbrook, who it seems like he can play 82 games every single year. Those guys will get some load management, and some of these other older guys, you know, they'll rest these guys up as well. But the two players that I'm really most interested in or more excited about is Kendrick Nunn and Malik Monk. I'm not sure what Miami uh, did not like about Kendrick Nunn. I mean, this guy last year averaged 14.6 points per game. He shot 48% field goal percentage and 38% from three-piece land for the Miami Heat. I mean, the guy has, you know, the guy has some game. So I'm not sure what it is that Miami did not like. Maybe... Uh, they figured they couldn't sign him for a lot of money. Kendrick Nunn, though, for the Lakers, they didn't. He didn't break the bank with the Lakers or anything like that. Hey, maybe this is a young guy chasing a championship. He'll he'll get his money down the line. Kendrick Nunn is going to be a very very important piece of this Lakers team. Not only can he shoot, but he can drive to the basket and he can also dish the ball. Very very good player. And then Malik Monk for the Charlotte Hornets. Malik averaged 11.7 points per game, shot 40% from uh, from beyond the arc. You know, he has improved every year since he's been in the NBA, and he's young. So what the Lakers, again, have done is they have infused some older guys, some newer guys, and, and then you have your three-headed monster, and they're going to go with that. One one guy that I haven't mentioned, by the way, is Dennis, Dennis Schroeder. We all know, all know what the deal is with Dennis Schroeder. Well, I, maybe I don't, or maybe we don't know what the deal is with him. We don't know why he turned down four years and eighty-four million. 
whatever it was, four years, 88 million, four years, 82 million, whatever it was uh, earlier in the season. You know, he was betting on himself, and he had a horrible playoff, horrible playoffs. Lakers weren't going to pay him that. I don't, I don't know what they're going to do with him, uh, sign and trade. I don't think that's possible now. The Lakers would probably just lose him and get nothing for him. I don't think any other team in the NBA, they, unless they're just desperate, is going to pay him more than the four years, $84 million that he turned down. You know, Dennis Schroeder, he may be thinking of, um, uh, you, know, why, you know, why did I turn down that, that contract? Because I may not be getting that this year. You know, might be one of those, um, uh, you remember the Florida Evans, uh, the Good Times episode when James passed away and Florida Evans was in the, in the kitchen and all of a sudden she said this, That is what Dennis Schroeder is probably thinking right now. Damn, damn, damn. Why did I turn that contract down? So I don't anticipate uh, Dennis Schroeder being on this team moving forward. So there you have it. There you have it with the Lakers. That is the, that is the formula. That, that's the Albert Einstein version of E equals MC squared. You know, sprinkle in some hungry young bloods. Sign, re-sign your own Taylor Horton Tucker. You know, get you some older veteran players, you know, who, who are motivated to win a, a ring. You know, again, a guy like Carmelo Anthony, you know, who's part of the over 35 club. Never tasted success of winning a championship. But guess what? He can still get buckets, and he can get them in an efficient manner. Carmelo Anthony, you know, as long as he acquiesce to what the Lakers are asking him to do. And that goes for Russell Westbrook as well. His game is going to have to be altered just a little bit. He can still be aggressive and all of that, but neither one of those guys can be the quote-unquote ball hog type of guy that they're used to being. And I think they will. They will acquiesce to what Frank Vogel wants them to do, and especially what LeBron James wants them to do if they want to win a championship. And as long as all of these guys mesh together, I think the Lakers will have found something that a lot of these uh, GMs across the league, if that is successful, they would try to duplicate that. So with that, that is my take on the uh, L.A. Lakers. And again, L.A. courtside, this would be the Lakers version of L.A. courtside. And tomorrow, when I do my next episode of L.A. courtside, it will be the Clippers version of L.A. courtside. And, and just to give you a brief, uh, a, a brief uh, topic uh, that I'm going to be talking about or, or what the scope of that, that podcast will be. I'm referring to the Clippers, by the way. It would be something like this. Crickets, baby, as they have done absolutely nothing as far as free agency goes and um, it looks like they're going to re-sign they're going to re-sign Kawhi Leonard but is it going to be for one year is it going to be for four years you know he's probably going to be out for the entire year next year so we'll see how that shakes out for the Clippers but as far as LA courts out again folks uh, both these teams will get equal billing I am an LA sports fan and I like the Lakers and I like the Clippers I know I'm one of the few people uh, who can say that, 
but it is definitely, definitely true. I was rooting hard for the late. I mean, I'm sorry for the Clippers when they reached the Western Conference Finals. I was hoping that they made it to the finals for the first time in their history. Was not able to get it done, uh, but maybe they can get it done in the upcoming season. So again, both of these teams will get equal billing. So with that, LA fans and NBA fans, uh, I'll leave it right there. And if you guys want to subscribe to LA Courtside, the podcast version, whatever platform you get your podcast from, whether it be Google, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and the LA Courtside podcast has just become a part of the Odyssey platform as well. So if you use that Odyssey platform, you can also find LA Courtside pod on that platform as well. With that, until the next episode, here's another little taste of Too Short. With that, folks, peace. He gave up the mic and bought you a beeper. Do you want to rap or sell coke? Brothers like you ain't never broke. People want to say it's just my time. Brothers like me had to work for mine. Eight years on the